everybody. Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. You're here with your boy, Maddie B, Matt Perrill. And uh, we've got a great one for you all today. Got my good buddy, Mr. Justin Holt, a.k.a. Jimmy Holt, hanging out with us today. Uh, super stoked about this episode. We always say Bama versus everyone, and uh, Jimmy's a Birmingham, Alabama-raised boy. Very tight with a lot of friends in our crew, and uh, just put out a brand new single called Know It All. It's been doing pretty well, and he's been doing really well on the TikToks as well. Before we get into that, got to tell you all once again about our sponsors, Trailside CBD Emporium. If you want to get high, you want to do it legally, hit up our friend Andrew uh, and the crew at Trailside CBD edibles oils dabs flour shit for your dogs anything you can check them out trailsidecbd.com use the promo code itr at checkout 20 percent off your order also got to show some love to our friends at whale tail media content 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 whales and the crew at whale tail media they got great apparel you're getting hitched you're looking for content as an artist here in town hit up the boys at whale tail media you can find them at whaletail.com and then last but certainly not least, our boy Grady Saxman and his crew at Saxman Studios. Some of the best dudes in town. Uh, they work with pretty much everybody. Um, you hear them play on all kinds of stuff, and uh, they are big supporters of the scene, big supporters of us, and we love them very, very much. So check out the boys at Saxman Studios. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. It's our boy Jimmy Holt. Y'all are listening to the In the Round podcast. Jimbo, how we doing, buddy? What's going on, man? Nothing much. Getting ready for uh, for something that, that you do every weekend, going out on the road. Yes, sir. And uh, you're a guy who every weekend, like, and you're you're in it, you're the definition of like Alabama. Everybody talks about Georgia. Everybody talks yeah. about Georgia artists and go dogs and this, that, and the other thing. Something I didn't realize until probably within the last year. There's a lot of you guys and girls from Alabama. A whole lot of Bama. Every freaking weekend, you're playing. Yeah, man. and you're playing anywhere. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much everywhere. So, where have you been recently? Uh, we've been down to Delray Beach, Florida. Uh, we're kind of on a ten reef circuit right now, so we've got some dates coming up in like the Carolinas, uh, some more Florida dates, uh, Birmingham. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for the fall because it'll be like a the first like it'll be another like normal fall. Yeah. Now for um now getting to getting to know you, man, it's it's wild because like before um. Before we sat down to do this, you're obviously I consider you a really good friend. Absolutely, like we're we're, dude. we're boys. It's, Hell it's, yeah, dude! It's freaking cool. But it was funny, like walking walking down here into the studio. You were like, man, I remember listening to this this podcast before. Yeah, I, like before I moved here, I was I was listening to the podcast. I remember listening to like Ryan Nelson's first one, oh, and uh, I think Muscadine and uh, Jordan Fletcher. Like I used to, I listened to it all the time. That's freaking awesome, man. So I I really I really appreciate that, and it's uh. It's wild, like it's because I remember watching you when I was up in Delaware during quarantine, doing the live stream stuff with our friends Hell at yeah. Race Rowdy, our friends at Upstar Music. See, one of the first times I ever saw a '65 South hat was actually like that. You you rock that, like oh yeah, you're part of part of that, and uh, see seeing all that. So it's it's cool to have you here. So I think I remember when you first moved to town. But uh, for the listeners out there, what's what's kind of the backstory? When did you get here? I moved here August the first. Of twenty so, twenty, yeah. So I I had picked that date out like before the world shut down, like in uh, I think January of like, yeah, I guess January twenty twenty. I was like, I want to move to Nashville, and I think I'm going to move there August first. I'm going to save up some money, and then the world shut down, and I was like, I'm still going. Like, I just got to find a way. So, yeah, and I think cause I think the first time I met you 
was at Ryan Nelson's. It was. The, the uh, frat house. It was after a kickball after game. After kickball. I wasn't involved in kickball yet, but I was involved in getting rowdy with Ryan Nelson. Oh, yeah, that was which a good time. Which <laughs> how I got the which I think that was, that was the night I first met Ella. Like, I first met that your, your guys, like, Bama family, and you had just moved up to town, and we were all kind of jamming in. Because the, the Redneck Frat House is an interesting dynamic, man. Yeah, you, <laughs> Ryan's you, a good time. You, you can't walk in the front door because there's a big-ass drum set and amp right there. So you come in yeah. through the back, and then it's just people jamming all the time. And I remember sitting in the kitchen after everybody was enjoying some adult beverages and having a good time and just, just jamming. And I was like, this Jim, this, this Justin Holt kid's pretty cool. That was a good cool. time. Man. I think I'd been in town for like a week. I was like super new. So you knew some folks up here before you moved. Yes. So uh, I met Trey Lewis probably— when I was like 19, uh, he actually, I went to Birmingham Southern. And yeah. He was, uh, they played my fraternity house. And uh, I, I just started to want to get into music. And my friends were like, hey, you got, a, our friend like wants to be like you one day. And uh, we were, they had like a little, we got him like a little green room. And uh, Terry Adams walked by and I was talking to Trey. And Trey goes, hey, Terry, uh, he wants to be like us one day. And Terry goes, hot, get ready to be fucking poor. <laughs> 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 and that was like the first thing that I heard, ever heard Terry say. And, it's just the most Terry Adams quote of all time. Yeah, I, I can confirm as uh, as somebody who's um, who's out with Terry Adams a lot now, um, and with Trey Lewis, um, and they they think very highly of you, dude. Like it's really cool to see with with um, with the way that Alabama folks and the way I guess it's for everybody, not just Alabama, but like where there's folks that have been doing it for a little while and supporting right. the folks as they as they're getting started. Yeah, I mean, Trey, I mean Trey's done like so much for me because uh, when I first met him. I, I, like I said, I just started, so had a lot of work to do, but he started, he would like, he had a, he had shows booked because he was a full-time, you know, musician, and he would get something better come up, and he'd just give me the other gig. So he would, uh, he was like, hey, man, you want to play Moe's Barbecue? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to play Moe's Barbecue. Like, back then, I was like, that's big time. Like, yeah. Moe's Barbecue, let's go. And, did did uh, you do a Mexican restaurant tour? Oh, yeah, all the time. Uh, Margarita Grill. Uh, shout out uh, Pablo's. Hey, yeah. I've heard from Trey Bonner so many stories about Pablo's. Pablo's, really? From back in the, because I think he was, I think he would take pictures of of TL or do content for TL back in that day. He did, yeah. Wait, he's been with Trey for a long time. Yeah, would do it with. So I've I've never been to Pablo's. I've never been to Moe's Barbecue, but I feel like I have just from hearing because all of you guys and girls have have played come up through that circuit. Yeah, Pablo's is a good time. I used to play there on uh, Wednesday nights. Hell yeah! So. Hell yeah, yeah, dude! Yeah, when when did you when did you really like get your start with doing that? Like, was were you playing music before you met Trey that night at the at the frat house? Uh, yeah, I was like, I just started to play Mexican restaurants and stuff, like booking whatever I could. You know, didn't really know what I was doing, but anywhere that would have me, I was playing. So, hell yeah! And then Trey, of course, like I was a lot busier when I met him because he started booking me stuff, and then uh, just started booking on my own, and uh, he pretty much just like. I don't know, got me started, which was huge because I got to skip a lot of the steps that he had to go through when he was starting out because no, there was no one doing that for him um, that I know of. So he was he's just a good guy. And then when I moved here, same thing. He just introduced me to everybody. So it wasn't like I was a stranger yeah. uh, coming here. But, um, yeah, that was cool. And uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, but also I met, like, Clay Barker and, yeah, like, you're... Ella and Mitch just through playing the same circuits like Zydeco and, like, 65 South stuff. And so I knew a handful of Alabama people, pretty much just like Trey's house, basically. Yeah, the Bama house. Right. And they had been here for like a year before I got here. So luckily they, they were great about introducing me to everybody and make sure I got to know the crew. So Yeah, and it is a it is a very, very strong crew from from uh for all, all you guys. Like 
I've like I spend a lot of time with you and you and Clay write together a lot, obviously. Yeah. Mitch has been very involved with you guys yeah. as well. How how did that all come about with um with Mitch getting involved and and you re, you and Clay starting to write together? Because is it still once a week? Yeah, sometimes a couple times, uh, depending on what's going on. But uh, I uh, so after I graduated from college, I w- was doing music full time in Birmingham, which was I guess I'm glad I did that because I you know kind of worked on my craft a little bit more so, before. I, so no job. I worked for my dad part time during the week. What's your dad do? Uh, he's uh he's in the construction business. Okay. So I was kind of a runner in the office, and so like I'd just go pick up lunch for people, or you know just run random errands. Yeah, do whatever they needed to be yeah. done. Yeah, and it was great because I could kind of work my own hours. I would work like <laughs> I would work depending on how much money I made from playing shows the previous weekend. So if I had a good weekend, I'd probably put in ten hours that week. But <laughs> <laughs> but if I if I didn't like during quarantine, it came in clutch because yeah, you know shows weren't happening so. Yeah. So when did so how do how do Mitch and Clay come into the picture there? So um, like when I was working for my dad and doing everything by myself, uh, it got to the point like I was spending like ninety percent of my time like book trying to book shows and keep myself busy and like I didn't have a whole lot of time to you know, write you know be an artist or anything like that. And then Mitch called me one day. He's like, "Hey man, do you have a manager?" And I was like, "I, I fucking wish like that'd be yeah. nice." And he's like, "Well, like I believe in you. I think you got like." a lot of talent and I'd, I'd love to help out if you if you'll have me basically and I was like that'd be huge like let's do it and then uh that was in like January of 2020 and so the world shut down a month later and so not a whole lot was going on with you know there's not a whole lot he could do during that period but when I moved here uh we went to lunch I think like the first day I moved here and, uh, Mitch is a big lunch guy. He's a huge lunch M- guy. Mitch, I, I don't know if the man knows how to cook because we're always out. Yeah. He's like, hey, you want to grab lunch? Hey, you want to grab lunch? Hey, let's right. go to— I don't think he's bought groceries recently. Let's go to Chili's. Let, yeah. Let's go to Hooters. We let's hit up B-dubs all the time. B-dubs, Outback. Like, oh, yeah, he's Mi- a big Outback guy. Yeah. Uh, but we were sitting at lunch, and like I was pretty scared to move here, I'm sure, like everybody is. And he was like, man, like if you're going to make this— if you want to be a full-time musician, you need to treat it like a full-time job. You need to work 40 hours a week. Like, no matter what you're doing, like, it could be writing, getting better at guitar, I don't know, doing social media stuff, but, like, whatever it is, put in the work, and, like, good things will happen. So, I I just, I remembered that, and I just started putting in the work, and it's, it's, been, it's been, everything's going well so far. Yeah, I mean, 2020 was, like, a blessing for a lot of folks. I mean, it's it's you coming to Nashville for, talking about for, for you right here. So it's you coming to Nashville. Um, all of us, like, you get to meet more people, I think, right. in Nashville because it's 2020 because we're all, we all have a lot of free time on our exactly. hands. Exactly. We, we're not going out every weekend, which a lot of guys like yourself still found ways to go out and do some shows on the weekends. It was, yeah, it was weird. Which like, a lot of people forget about. Like, there there were folks that, that were really grinding that second half from like when like that June July on, you guys were out there like going wherever you could to play shows. Right. Um, yeah, I got to play a lot of cool shows in the fall, um, despite the the world just being in a weird place. Uh, it actually helped me out a lot of ways because a lot of venues weren't able to pay as much as they normally do. Um, so like a lot of the the bands they were booking, you know, they weren't going to swing that. So like it gave me a chance to get my foot in the door at some of those places, and then you know went there did well, and so now we got dates there. Now they're back full capacity and everything's better. So like it was, it really was a blessing in a lot of different ways. And, and the big one, it's a, it's a two, it's a um, two word thing. But uh, TikTok, man, TikTok, man, TikTok. <laughs> I mean, when it first came out, I'll be honest, I didn't fucking understand it. Yeah, I still kind of don't. I, I just put, 
I put um, content of my friends when they're really fucked up on TikTok. Yeah. And I had a Ryan Nelson video get like 14 or 15,000 views, but that's really like, I, I've never, I never really go on there. But it has changed the lives of so many people. It that really we has, know. man. You included, bro. My, Mitch was telling me and Clay to get on that for the longest time. And then I think it didn't really sink in until we saw what happened with Trey. And he was like, dude, I, I told you, like, this could happen to like this could happen to you if you put in the time. So I started, you know, posting on there every day, and uh, eventually some stuff started popping off. And I think I got like seventy something thousand followers on there, which is nuts. But it's so weird, like the organic reach on that app to where they just send it to the algorithm on there is just crazy. Yeah. My favorite, I still don't understand yeah, it. My but. favorite Justin Holt TikTok is, and there's a lot of them because you're, you're a funny dude. You know, you're, <laughs> you 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 embody this this new wave attitude within country music of really just just being yourself and not like you're gonna be funny if you you might cuss a little bit you might say some 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 <laughs> some off killed things but that's you you know yeah, and, Trey and, told me Trey had been telling me to post like stuff like that on the internet for a couple of years because I used to send him these dumb snapchats and he's like dude if you put that on social media like it'll go viral <laughs> like it'll help your music and finally I listened to him and um, so whenever I like to whenever I'm not posting something like music related I'll just get on there yeah what was your one there was the promo for um, back to being broke again where you had the movie clip <laughs> uh, so I, I used to I watched this movie with my dad when I was a kid called kindergarten cop yes yeah and uh, I remember this scene there uh, I think they're in a classroom and this little boy stands up and uh, I don't know like what the context is but he stands up he's like using kindergarten he's like boys have a penis girls have a vagina and I was, like, about to take a nap one day, and for some reason I thought of that movie, and I got that idea. So I filmed that clip off YouTube. So it was, like, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina, and then it switched to me, and I was like, and I've got a new song coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that, and I think I think I saw it when, uh, when I was out on the road with Trey, and I was just like, dude, like, that's that's golden I content. Sent, I sent it to Mitch to make sure it was okay to post first because I didn't want to piss anybody off yeah. um, or get canceled for just the, I don't know. Never know what'll happen these days, but yeah. Mitch was like, "No, man, post that. That's funny. Like it'll that'll go viral." So yeah, man, and and it, for for you, you've kind of for your influences because your style, man, you're you're not the the cookie cutter country artist that we we've been used to seeing over the last ten or I so years. That, you're you're very you, just like Trey's very him, Ella's very her, Clay's very him, like. Your, your your whole circle, and I think a lot of it has to do with your influences, which for me, there's there's two that I could pick up on right away. One of them being your biggest idol, Corey Smith, which oh, I know yeah. you got a cool Corey Smith story. We'll talk about that in a second. The other one, one of the first times I met you, you were wearing a Co. Wetzel hat. And I don't know if it was the, it might have been the OG. Do you have the Co. Wetzel and the Convicts hat? Yeah, it was cool. I yeah. saw that online. I was like, I got to get that. Yes, yeah, so, which those are two guys that do what they're going to do. They're exactly, incredibly yeah. authentic. Their lyrics are they're so lyrically driven. It's very unique, which, like which, it's them. Which is you. Your stuff, you got these sick melodies, but you throw in like a lot of your, your lyrics. I like, like a lot of words. <laughs> you do, man. You do. And and that's that's really freaking cool. So um for you, which which one was a which one was an influence first, Corey Smith or Co Wetzel? I was pretty late actually hopping on the Co Wetzel train, but uh, my there used to be a festival in Birmingham back in the day called City Stages. It was super cool. It was like all over downtown. There was like sixteen something like different stages, but my dad volunteered there like it's like for like operations, and he basically got to drive a golf cart around the festival and help out, and we he got us some like he was able to get like VIP tickets for family or whatever. And uh, I was ten years old, and he's like, "We're gonna go check this guy out named Corey Smith. I think he's good." So we went up there, and I like fell in love with it. I was like, "This is awesome!" Like he was playing songs like 
you know, fuck the popo and drinking again. And I was like, this is cool. Like, I think I think I want to do that. And so that was when I was 10. And so every time he, he came to town, like, he probably came to Birmingham once a year. So we went to, like, every time he came to Birmingham, we were there, whether it was the Alabama Theater, then it was uh, Iron City and, like, Avondale sometimes or outside of Tin Roof. So I've probably seen Corey Smith, like, 20-something times. So that's definitely my where the, the country or that style, that's my influence for sure. Yeah, and that's a that's a style where not a lot of people have been been doing that in a long like it's a very it's a very distinct and like unique style and you had the opportunity to actually meet the man in the flesh, right? It was crazy, dude. So, uh, uh I think I guess it was Trey, Matt, and Ella were playing that round at uh the Basement East. Yeah, the Beast pop-up, the combustion round. Right. There. And yeah. so I was planning on going and uh Trey called me the night before. He's like, you'll never guess who's going to be there tomorrow night. And I was like, who? He goes, Corey Smith. And I was like, no way. He's like, yeah, man, you excited? I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Then, like, I hang up the phone, and Matt McKinney calls. He goes, hey, man, you'll never guess who's coming to the show tomorrow night. And then five minutes later, Ella calls. Jimmy, guess what? Like, like, and so uh, we get there, and, like, uh, Trey's like, hey, after this next round, I want to introduce you. And I start getting nervous, like. I was like, that's like my biggest influence of all time, about to, like, talk to him. So I was like, I don't even get that nervous for, like, shows or anything. Yeah. And uh, so I got to talk to him, and I thought it was going to be, like, shake his hand, you know, nice to meet you. But, like, I sat down. We had a really good conversation. Uh, gave me all sorts of career advice. We just talked about music and everything in between. So he was super nice. Yeah, he, um, we had him on the, uh, when I, I do that Grapevine podcast yeah. with Muscadine, we had him on there. I listened to that one. And um, that's cool because Corey's, like, the, the ultimate independent artist for country music and i know for me growing up i didn't know of him too much because i'm up north right and, and he championed the southeast and hitting yeah. those college towns all a lot of the places you're going into now he's probably been through yeah, he owned time. that college market for sure yeah yeah and um but it was really cool sitting back and listening to them have the conversation because muscadine as you know they're they're very big independent you know right. and and Corey too so that that had to be that had to be freaking sick, man. It was awesome. He actually, uh, I was like, my parents are gonna come see you because he was playing at Iron City that Saturday, and I had a show, but my parents were gonna go uh, see him. I was like, my parents are gonna come see you, and he was like, cool. Well, let me put my number in your phone, and I'll get them VIP tickets. And so my parents, like, he brought them backstage. Did, he hooked them up. Like the nicest guy. They had did, a blast. Did you shit yourself when he was like, yeah, just put about, your number. man? I was like, really? I think my hands were shaking or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. I was trying so hard not to fangirl, but yeah, man. Have you had those moments since being in town where it's been like hard not to fangirl? Like, have you bumped into people sure. and like, had those moments? I mean, I looked up to a lot of the people that we're friends with now. Like, even like a uh, like Ryan Nelson. Like, I've been listening to his music like a long time, and then like just I thought it was cool that I was just at his house, like hanging out after kickball, and he's a a super week cool a dude. week into being in town. Yeah, so uh, stuff like that. But everyone's like so nice and humble. And I'm just I'm thankful to be in the have the group of friends that we do. It's wild to think back to freaking kickball. Like this time last year know, was, that was when such a good time. was when that was when the ball was starting to kind of get rolling because this is when shows at at the level that you guys were at at the time was starting to come back. Right. So if you can you remember June of 2020? June of 2020. Because you moved here in August. Yes. So actually, like I think at the beginning of June. Uh, the world was like thinking about opening back up, so I, st- I had started to play some shows. I played a I played at Tenry from Birmingham, and then I got booked there the following Friday. But that Monday, I started feeling real bad, and uh, actually, I had I did I had COVID, and but I, I was like I called the talent buyer for 
tin roof or whatever. I was like, man, I'm so sorry, but I think I have COVID. He goes, it's all good, man. The bar's closed. Everyone there's got it too. <laughs> and I was like, shit. <laughs> and so uh, I'd started to play some shows. It was like too good to be true. And then it kind of slowed down for a while. Still played like little stuff. But then in, uh, I guess around like September or October, it started to pick up a good bit. Yeah. When did, when did it become like, what was the process of you getting up here? Because for you guys, it's it's a straight shot up 65. You know, there's right. there's folks that come here from Cali. There's damn mm-hmm. Yankees like myself that come come a whole world away, pretty much. Um, what was that process like of getting here? Uh, it wasn't too bad. It was just kind of, I was kind of scared about the whole, you know, I've lived in Birmingham my entire life, even went to college there and everything. So it's a whole different state, whole different place. It's not, not that far away. It's always like a you know three-hour drive home. So It's close enough for you to have gigs, which I think give, gives you guys such exactly. a leg up, too. Like, you yeah. can still have your gigs back home right. and live up here and write with that that level up of writers. Yeah, it's it's been it's it's a blessing really to be that close and have those gigs I can go play on the weekends. So wildest bar in Birmingham, Alabama. Wildest bar in Birmingham. Um Innisfree. Uh it's Irish pub down there in Lake I, I was gonna say it's they get pretty yeah. wild. Um there's a place called next to it called Nanafunks and they're up until yes. I think six AM or something. Yeah. I've I've been I've been in there with I think Terry and the boys. I only been a handful <laughs> of time only been there a handful of times and I shouldn't have been there <laughs> all those times. Like after the bars closed, like at three AM I need to go home. Like there's no you don't need to be up until like six AM. Yeah, but they but like there's um and then for you, which which college town is your favorite one? Oh, I know hands Birmingham's down. Statesboro, Georgia, baby. Statesboro, Georgia, <laughs> yeah. bro. Statesboro, Georgia will change your life, and sometimes in some some positive. I mean, sometimes you, you get things in Statesboro, Georgia to just to just stick with you. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a no no need to go further than that. But it's it's a wild time. What was um was the Blue Room your first experience playing there? Yep, it was awesome, man. Uh, we were actually supposed to play in uh, Shorewood, Illinois, that weekend. It was like a Thursday. We were leaving like the next day to play how'd, this show. How'd you get that gig? Um, just like it's something I, one of the, I used to send out mass emails like all day long when I was booking all my own stuff. It's like, Hey, my name's Justin Holt. I, yeah, I had play the whole music. copy and paste email press kit. I can do acoustic stuff. I can do full band right. stuff. Here's some of our stuff. Yeah, you send out like hundred emails. You might get two shows out of it. That's just how it is or <laughs> how it was. And, uh, brutal. You just throw lines in the water and yeah. something like I got a bite in Illinois. So, <laughs> uh, we were supposed to play there and Mitch called and he was like, Hey, uh, you got that show in Illinois tomorrow, right? And I was like, yeah, he goes, well, would you rather play the Blue Room Friday and Saturday? And I was like, absolutely. And so I called the band. I was like, change of plans. We're not going to Illinois. We're going to Statesboro, Georgia. So we went there, and it was it was awesome, man. Those those kids just love country music, and they appreciate it, and it's a rowdy crowd. Yeah, and and Al and Al and um, William are and awesome. William they take care of you. We've never been treated that well until like at at a you know at a show before. Yeah, I mean they take care of everything. Yeah. So when when was so was that in 2020? It was. Uh, I think it was October. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then we went back a, a couple times, and we played there again in February. Yeah, because my first time going through there was the week the Dick Down came I out. I remember that. What a place to kick off the tour. Bro, and I mean, Trey had already built a rapport down there, and Trey right. and Terry and McElwain and that. I mean, I was my first time meeting them was was going down to States. I'd never met McElwain or Terry. Or any yeah. of those. <laughs> I met them. I met them in Statesboro. Really? My first weekend with those boys was the the run, which I'm sure you do too. Statesboro to Savannah, you right. do Blue Room and Barrel House. Right. So that was booked as as a cover weekend for Trey, which is crazy to like to think about. Like, yeah, they had to readjust it being a an hour a ninety minute set as opposed to the the, the four two hour, hour. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to the cover 
the cover right. set. Which I know stuff. that's a transition he was excited about. Yeah, it's a transition that you look forward to, especially when you've been doing it as long as as long as he has. But I'm sure like in that moment it had to feel a little a little weird because you do you get in a flow when you're doing the cover thing? Like you know what you're gonna play or you know we, what we've got your a set list now are. that uh that's kind of planned out and transitions. So it's kind of the we've kind of been running the same set for a little while now. We've made a few adjustments, but just kind of like once the show starts, you you know what's gonna happen, and so you just kind of roll with it. What's your what's your tip jug technique? What's your what's your what's because I know I know I've learned a few of what of what Trey did back in the day, but like what's your your song or like what's your thing where you're gonna try to get get some money in that jug? Um, well, recently anything Morgan Wallen's gonna do well for you. Like okay. I mean, like I think we've learned half the dangerous album at this point. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, dude, like it don't matter. It's like, like twenty songs. Yeah, I mean, like we'll crank out Silverado for sale. I mean, like. They want to hear anything Morgan Wallen. Don't care what like what it is. So, um, and I I love his music too. I'm a huge fan. So yeah. I don't mind playing it either. Yeah. Have you have you had to play Dick Down in Dallas? Oh, every show. Really? Yeah. By choice. By I mean, choice. It gets requested okay. too. But like usually we play it. Before. How wild is that for you? Because it's like your your kind of start of getting onto that circuit was through Trey it's Lewis. Through Trey. No, it's awesome. And, and meeting a guy like Terry, meeting a guy like Matt, getting to know. I'm, I'm sure I know you're familiar with 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 the. With the the management team over there too, with with Alex and and that whole crew, and now you're out playing that level, but you're covering it's Trey's wild. songs. Yeah, it's, like, I can't really. Do, yeah, it's so weird, man. That's but I love crazy. it. It's so cool. Uh, but that one gets requested quite a bit. But we usually, we usually put it in there before it even one asks for it because I I get excited to play it. So, <laughs> do you remember where you were when that song like started? Like when? Because I know like you guys kind of knew about it a little bit because I I had heard it first at same fires that you were at right um after kickball games and stuff do you remember when you first heard that song and did all that's like yes what it was a very was like, like i guess it was a very special trip to buffalo wild wings actually it was me uh trey matt mckinney and i think mitch and clay and we were riding there in mitch's truck and uh trey was like hey play that funny song so matt plays the i guess the og work tape they had to dig down in dallas and i thought it was like hilarious and uh mitch goes like I would listen to this song in my truck or something like that. And uh, Trey was like, yeah, you should pitch that song like Pico in the Rooftops or something like that. Like, he's like, that's funny. Like, somebody somebody will cut that. And then uh, I think Trey just liked it so much, so he started, like, he learned it. And he would start playing at those bonfires, like, in Nick Haynes' house. And then he got peer pressured into playing it at Live Oak that one night. Well, that was... That, <laughs> that was, was in the round. Yeah, that was that was the agreement was... Hey man, like I I know this ain't an original song, but like I want I want to hear your original shit. Like I love Little Tire. Yeah. I love Believer. His new stuff is so good. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super stoked for it too. But it was just because I think you were in the crowd that night, right? Oh yeah. I mean, he was like, uh, if I'm gonna play this, y'all gotta sing it or something like that. And it was it was just like I think Matt McKinney was crying laughing that he that Trey played it in public. Like it was it was so funny. I think he played it once out there before it went viral. Yeah, and it was just kind of like all. It was because of all of us right. yelling it, like play it, play it, play it. Exactly. Nobody knew what was going on. He apologized to Tracy right after. <laughs> yeah, but then that then that second time, we like our whole crew was there. It was funny too because if you think about that night at Live Oak, which um, I think it was, um, I actually saw it on my phone the other day. It was like October, I think, is when it was. It was like October, early early that November, about right. late October, and um, it's funny because like Nikki T from Ray's Rowdy was there. That that video. Yep. Freaking front row in the booth. I don't know if you remember this. Fucking Charlie Muncaster sitting in the front row. I remember in the booth. seeing him. He, him and Mallory happened to come out that night yeah. to watch everybody play. I think he was singing along to it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I was like, it was like every like everyone in Nashville had kind of known like yeah like the word had gotten out before it like really started to 
pop off. Yeah, and it was all of us singing it, and it's just so it was just so so catchy. But it, it was it was wild, man. And you remember like you were there when like it was like a rallying thing for like our our whole crew, yeah. you know. And I had just come into this crew of meeting you guys, and it, it's just wild to kind of look back on, you know. That whole it was a crazy couple months, like just watching that whole thing happen. Yeah, man, freaking uh, freaking crazy. And then for you, it's like the whole crew kind of started winning not too long after that, like. Seeing you were talking about playing the Blue Room for the first time in October. You've been there a couple times now, right? Right. And other opportunities, like I know you have you done the Tin Roof Circuit before? Had you been doing that for no, a while? No, uh, that was that was pretty. We had we had played, we had started to right before the world shut down, and then a lot of those talent buyers got laid off in the pandemic. So like oh, I didn't shit. have I lost all my contacts I had there. Um, so luckily, a lot of them are back now, and so recently we've gotten back. At the, we'll go to the Carolinas for the first time in July. Uh, we're good in like we've gotten in Birmingham, Memphis, and Delray Beach. Freaking so. Delray Beach, the hall. It's a drive, Delray man. Beach. It's so much fun, but it's uh, worth it for you guys, right? They'll give you like three or four nights, so it's yeah. worth the trip. So, what's your crew like in the? Because are you 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 just bought a van, right? Yes, just got a van. Uh, so I don't drive the Jeep anymore. Congra- so. Congratulations Thank on you. van life. Do you, <laughs> Thank mi- you man. Do, do you miss the Jeep? Uh, I mean, I I miss driving around town. I don't miss like because we used to take the whole band in there. Oh, you serious? Right. And then uh, the Jeep started not doing so well. So my dad would let us use his uh, Toyota Tundra. And we'd literally, like, we'd throw all our shit in the bed of the truck. And if it rained, we'd have a tarp that we'd bungee corded over it. It was a pain in the ass, man. Um, but it got the job done. And now we got a van. There's space. We can sleep in there. We took some seats out so we can fit all our shit in there. Nothing's getting rained on. It's uh, it's so oh, nice. Oh, so you got, do you got, do you guys hotel or do you all live in the van? Airbnb usually. Okay, Airbnb. Okay, yeah. cool. so, I mean, if worst comes to worst, it's big enough to where we could. Because a lot of times, like uh, the last time we actually left Birmingham, because my, my band's still in Birmingham, so yeah. we left Birmingham. Very, like, very relatable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we left Birmingham like 11 p.m. like the night before. We got there at like 10 a.m. thinking we were going to go to the Airbnb and check in and sleep all day, but we couldn't get in until four. So we just kind of found a parking lot and caught some Z's. I gotta say, this is the most Alabama thing I've ever done. You're spitting into a peanut. I'm spitting into a jar of dry roasted uh, peanuts. You've really adopted the, the Southern life, bro. Though. I have, man. I wear the damn. I get tagged in the damn 65 South Post because I wear yeah. the goddamn hat. Yeah, man. I'm from New York. Yeah. Like I got a fade. I got curly hair. I got yeah. a gold chain. Like I'm very. It says damn Yankee in my Instagram yeah. bio for Christ's sake. But um, it's it's um it's wild, man. Um. So your music's been taking off too, compared to where it was this time last year. How's that feeling? It's been for crazy, you? man. Uh, so the, the first song I, I wrote with Clay when I got to Nashville was "Back to Being Broke," and we thought it was yeah. a cool song. We wrote it. We were excited about it, and I decided I wanted to cut it. And then I was going into the studio that week to cut it, and I posted. I was leaving Birmingham, come back to Nashville, and I posted an acoustic video of it on TikTok, and. I just posted it, and then I didn't look at my phone until I got back here. And not thinking it would really do much, just thinking, hey, exactly. this is content. I'm going to be putting out the song. I was just in the studio, back, which is Boaz, baby, right? Right, Boaz, Alabama. Plugging Boaz, Shout out Alabama. Josh Bright. The first town in Alabama I ever went to was Boaz. Actually, no, it was second. I went to Huntsville first, but Boaz, Alabama. Was that Alabama. a Muscadine show? That was a Muscadine show. Boaz, Alabama, partying with the locals. We partied with the mayor that night. Hell I, love, yeah. <laughs> I love me some Boaz, Alabama. But you're just posting that up for, for content, not thinking. Right. And then I got back here, and I had a lunch meeting with Mitch at Hooters, yeah, per usual. And yeah. I, I checked my phone, <laughs> and it had like 20,000 views. And I was like, damn, that's cool. And then 
after lunch it had like 40,000. I think it got up to like 800,000 and it was crazy. Like it was just an accuse. Like didn't think anything of it. I was just posting it to post. Just the just the verse in the chorus, right? Just the first verse in the chorus. And uh, it was convenient that it happened while I was about to go cut it. So the timing worked really well that I had the song had already gone viral and then I got it back and uh, Clay featured on it, which I thought was cool. Uh, we were really excited about that. So we just really went ham on TikTok promoting it and ended up going number 14 on iTunes Country, which was insane. Yeah. So that's that's the coolest thing. I was just seeing my name up there was, was awesome. Yeah, man. And you, like I said, you, you're putting out songs uh, and doing it independently. And for... You're you're not even in town a year yet. I know you've been doing the music thing for a minute now. Cause you're how old? Uh, t- I turned 24 in November. So. Yes, yeah, so you've been doing it for what, like five? How long? When did you put out your first song? And was that good looking waste of time, or did you have one out before that? I put out a real bad EP back in like 2017. All a solo acoustic. <laughs> 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 I really want to take it down. Well, there's this song on there called Alabama that a lot of people back home would probably be upset if I took off. Yeah, I mean, Trey's still got all of his shit up there right. from way back, back when he was wearing the vest, when he was, like, right. he was <laughs> and, and he had that chin beard. Dude, yeah, yeah <laughs> the little, little, like, Fred Durst, like, chin yeah. beard thing. Love yeah, to see that. Those were the days, man. But uh, Trey uh, hooked me up with Josh Bright when he met me. Yeah, which I've not met, I've not met Josh Bright, but I'll tell you what, I've heard his name as, like, you would think that he lives up here because of how right. much. I think he comes up here a good bit. He well, works how, with Grady a lot. Yeah, well, how mu- just how much his name gets circulated. Right, and he and, works with a lot of people. And to have a studio, to have a guy down in Alabama that helps you guys get music out before you come here, because a lot of folks, say you're living in, in bumfuck Illinois, say you're in bumfuck right, Oklahoma. Right. Who do you record? Yeah. yeah who, who the hell do you record with? You gotta pay to have trips to come here to record. Exactly. You got a couple, if you got a two hour drive, whatever it is to Boaz, I don't know how far away it is. Yeah. But um, where you can get out music before moving here and you can put out music and still play your hometown shows at a quality level. Right. That's freaking awesome, it was, dude. Yeah, it was very unique that Josh just happened to live in Alabama and Trey had a good relationship with him and was able to hook me up with him. We used to record uh, in the basement of his house. I think a lot of the, they would track everything at Grady's, and then I'd go do vocals at Josh's house in his basement. But then he just, uh, I think a year or two ago, he got built a really nice studio in Boaz. Hell yeah. So it's it's super nice. But, Boaz, uh, Alabama, baby, by God. Yeah. <laughs> but Josh is the man. Uh, he, I like what he's, because I didn't know like what I wanted the production to sound like at all, but everything he's done, I've really enjoyed. So um, it's a pleasure getting to work with him, so. Yeah, what's this uh, latest release been like? Know it all. It's been good. It went top fifty on iTunes, so I was I was proud of that. Uh, I wrote that one with Clay as well, and uh, Liam Stolly. Liam's a, a beast. I love Liam. Man. Liam he's a nice Liam's guy. A be- he's 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 quiet. He's incredibly nice. I've had some good times with Liam. Yeah. Uh, I think the first time I met him, he came. He he popped up right around the time. That I met you guys. I like, think we moved here, like, I don't know if it was the same day, but it was really, like, it was close to around the same yeah, time. so you kind of feel that thing, too, where I've I've talked about it on here before, the, uh, the where it's like, you, Nashville's kind of like school, where, like, you really have, is. like, your class of folks that you move here with, and, like, your your day one buddies of moving into town, and it, it's kind of funny now, one of, your, right. one of your bigger songs that you have out, I'm imagining you still continuing to write with Liam, right? Yeah. For sure. And it's like you guys move here either on the same day or like within a week of each other. He's from Ohio, very different background from right. you. And you guys are boys and creating really dope shit together. Yeah, Liam's, uh, Liam's the man. Uh, like Probably one of the nicest guys I've met in town. But uh, I think I met him at Nick's house. 
Yeah, which is where I met right. him too. Which was probably probably that, the same night. That night probably featured a a front yard bonfire and some acoustic dick down in Dallas. Acoustic yeah. dick down in Dallas with the neighbors complaining about I us think, being too loud. I think Nick's loud. parents were in town that night. I want to say that they were at that bonfire. It was Nick's parents or like family friends or or Chelsea. I know Chelsea's family comes yeah. in quite a bit, but. Which, by the way, the best hosts in the land. Oh my god! I love they're myself incredible. a a Nick and Chelsea. They take hangout. care of you, man. They do. I consider they're, they're like my big brother and big sister. Like I, I love them Such so nice much. People. And you meet them. You meet them over playing fucking kickball. Right. Like, exactly. What are the odds? It's crazy. Like the I, I, the world works in a weird way. It really does. Twenty twenty did have a lot of a lot of good stuff happening. Yeah, the second half, bro. It was like it was like a tale of two two things. The second half was yeah. The second half, yeah, from like July on. For me, it was like July on. That was when I came. That's when I moved into this place. Right. That's when I got to know all you guys. It was freaking uh, freaking sick, man. But when I first heard uh, Know It All, I also heard it. I think coming back from either Hooters, Outback, Buffalo Wild Wings in Mitch Wallace's truck. Yeah. Which is where you hear a lot of songs. Apparently, he likes to bump those work tapes. He man. does, man. No, and he's he, he's such a supporter and so proud of 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 you guys and, and girls because does the same thing with Ella and JB. Like, he's, yeah, he's he's very proud of his... He's the man. It's a family. Um, but when I first heard that song, I was like, this might be one of the most Jimmy Holt songs that I've heard because just the melody, you're, you're, you're spitting though, you're, you're kind of spitting it a little bit towards the end. You got there. a little Corey Smith rap yeah. in there. <laughs> Dude, you do, man. You, you make it, you make it your own and you put your own imprint and style on, on, on that song. And, How's that gone over live for you? Have, have you had a chance to play it out? Uh, I think we played it full band for the first time uh, at Ten Roof Birmingham last weekend. So it was a good time. Anybody know the words? Does the crowd into it? Th- that time, uh, a few. It was Labor Day weekend or Memorial Day weekend, so it was kind of dead. Everybody's a lot, down a lot of people at the, at the lake or yeah. the beach. So, but it's gone over well. Like I, I played it acoustic a few times. It got requested like in Starkville, Mississippi, one time. I I had written the song that week and put it on TikTok. And some, that was, this is a funny story. So we were uh, we were playing at this place called uh, Hobies or Hobbies in Starkville, Mississippi. Love Starkville, Mississippi. And this was like a week before Back to Being Broke came out, and we had played. We went Birmingham, Starkville, Atlanta, but we were what a run. Yeah, it was it was a, that was back in the Toyota Tundra. Hey. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, but we had we were running late to Starkville. We had to bring all our own PA and everything. So we get there like I haven't like I I just walked in like to the stage. I'm still in like some camo joggers. Just carry. I set my guitar down. I've got like my back. Well, like when I was walking on the stage, I saw there was a table of people that looked like that were kind of staring at me. And so I set my guitar down to kind of get my back turned them. And then I hear some girl go, Hey, Justin Holt. And I turn around and she's got her titty out. She says, Will you sign my titty? Hell yeah. Had a Sharpie in hand and everything. <laughs> and I like, I, I just sat there and like stared at her for a minute. Cause like I just, I was like, Is this happening? Right. I was like, Are, are you sure? And she was like, Yeah. And I was like, All right. I've got like some kindergarten handwriting but i'll do the best i can <laughs> but that was wild man but uh that was the show they were like play know-it-all and i was like that's crazy yeah and they probably something that i've noticed too is they pick up on the rest of the discography too they really do they'll dig like tiktok people love like digging that, in like they're listening to good looking waste of time they're right they're, like the streams on every all my stuff has gone up because they i'll post a lot of unreleased stuff and they're like is this out yeah i'll be like no but i got a bunch of other stuff out so they'll go check that out and yeah, what do you say? What do you say to somebody who who thinks that the TikTok thing is just a fad? Because I don't think it is personally. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't so think it's going away. Like, <laughs> like I, at first I was like, Mitch had been telling me going on forever, and I was like, I just don't really understand it. I don't know how that could 
what's how is it different than like Instagram or anything else? But then, uh, just the, the it's so different than any other platform. Just like the how you can just be seen and heard by all these people that you wouldn't have otherwise. So I mean, I just like I think like you have it's something you need to do if you're you know trying to get music out there. This it's is, so easy. I mean, it's just posting a video, you know, and the, the algorithm takes care of the rest. Uh, it's it's more competitive now than it was a couple months ago. But that's, I mean, that's just part of everyone's trying to do the same thing. So you just got to find a way. Yeah, and, and labels are out there signing TikTok stars. Like, exactly. That's part of, that's the new, of the new thing is, is you see people looking at, like, it used to be, like, what are your stream numbers? What's, what's YouTube looking like? Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, maybe Twitter if you're more of a personality. Which, are you on Twitter? Never got into Twitter. You would crush it. <laughs> I think I'm I've not, got an account, I, but see, I'm not a huge Twitter person either. I know Trey's been using it more. Um, I've I've never really like we have a Twitter for the podcast, and I'll just tweet out like random dumb shit now. Um, right, just cause that's what I do. Yeah. Um, but like Trey's been doing it. It's been I think with you with your with your like humorants, I think Twitter would be freaking sick. But instead of people looking at just that now, it's like what are his or her TikTok numbers. Right. What are what she? How many likes did she have? To, does he or she have total? What's is it consistent? Blowing up on all the videos. Right. Because because there hasn't been a way for like people to pay for views or pay for likes yet, is there? Is that uh, on not TikTok? That, not that I know Cause of. Because that's because that's a cancer to Instagram and that's a cancer to Spotify. Right. Because people post, oh look at my stream numbers for this year. You don't know if they're real. Like they could. Yeah. Paid for, yeah. Dude, it's it's. Which I never understood that. Just because like if you like if you're gonna pay for the streams like where are they coming from and like are they going to turn into people coming to the show that's that's the way i've, I've always looked at yeah, it yeah like, man that's that's for me is the maybe it's maybe i'm biased because i'm a road guy and i'm i'm not i'm not a desk guy in the industry i'm not i'm not right. working on an office on music row i'm out i'm out in the in the trenches with with either muscadine or trey or whoever and for me it's all about are people in xyz market gonna want to come out and see this person right and if you're paying for fake shit, I mean, maybe you maybe you can get on a tour. Maybe you can trick a label and yeah. get put on a tour. I'm sure it's worked for some people. Yeah, I, I have no way of knowing, but yeah, no, I, I'm sure I'm sure it has. But those those people, I think, are few and far between. But I think there's so much to be said for building something grassroots, which is what you're doing. Right, and like Spotify, like TikTok, it's also an algorithm. So like, uh, Good Link and Wasted Times got a lot of streams. Uh, the week after I put it out, it only had like a thousand. But then it hit the like the release radar, and like this started hitting that like every Friday, and then it got on like Discover Weekly, and they're pushing the song out to people that wouldn't have heard me otherwise. Yeah. So I think that I mean it it already does a, more more for you than you think. Like people don't have to like they'll find your music from those playlists without having to look you up, and then they'll you know find out all your other songs, and they'll like those too. So that song did a lot for me as far as reaching new people, and then when TikTok came around. I just like discovered how beneficial that was, just in terms of getting heard and finding new fans. So yeah, have you um? Do you keep an eye on like where your big streaming markets are? Uh, yes, I think. Uh, are there any that surprise you that are like outside of like a place that you yeah, haven't been? I think uh, number it's it's like Atlanta, which we play in Atlanta a good bit. Yeah. So that wasn't. But that's a huge too, market. Yeah, that's huge. And then uh, Chicago is big. Too. I hear that from all kinds Same. of people that that are from the south that have never or people from anywhere that have never been to Chicago. Yeah. That Chicago just streams the shit out of everybody's music for whatever reason. Yeah. And I've been to Chicago. I heard they love country it's a music. Great yeah. country music market. And yeah. There are some great venues up there. I'm playing there in July. I'm excited about that. Um Where are you playing? 
uh, Emerald Isle. Fuck yeah, that's um, that's Dave. Yeah, I've I've only talked to Dave over the phone, but he's super cool. I'm excited to Dave, meet him. In Dave person. is good people. Tell him tell him I said hello. He's a, I he's definitely a good, will. good friend of myself and Nikki T. And um, it's funny when you go there, there's actually a mural inside of Emerald Isle. Yeah, and it's all I've, I've seen pictures. I yes. think so. It's all people that like Dave's friends with, or, pe- or people that have come up through there that have been to shows. That's awesome. Either at Emerald Isle, or I think Dave's involved with some other venues too, and he's he's tight with a lot of folks. I think the people that Ed who puts on the Smoke Out, which is a big festival up there, and a few other things. But it's funny because like you see, picture of you see like Luke Combs is on there. You yeah, see like Rowdy Rob Williford, Ashley McBride, like. I think Warren Garrett's on there, like a bunch of different artists. And then down at the bottom of the corner, it's Nikki T. That's bad. With his hands up, <laughs> with his mouth just wide open, like he's ready to put something in there. I ain't going to say that. what it is, but it's just, <laughs> it's just funny. And you just see, and, it's, and he's got his raised rowdy hat on. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool. I love though. Nikki T. Dude, it's freaking awesome to hear that you're going up there. Like, would you ever have thought that you'd be going up to Chicago? Never. Getting no. paid to play it's music really and crazy. now getting paid to play some of your songs? Right. It's really, it's pretty insane. Like, I always, I've been, I've wanted to do this for, like, forever, you know, since I saw Corey Smith when I was 10. But, like, it's kind of crazy to see, like, that it's working and I'm able to do it and not have to pick up another job or anything. So it's been, it's just kind of been a ride, you know, and I'm just enjoying every every minute of it. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, talk about Nikki T for a second. Raised Rowdy, love him, man. I think Trey Bonner first hooked me up with them, uh, like when I was still in, I think college in Birmingham, and I talked to Nikki T like over social media. But he moved here like a month after I did, so I started getting to hang out with him in person. I saw him last night at Red Door. Always a good hang, a uh, great guy. Uh, Raised Rowdy's always done like they've always supported my stuff so i'm thankful for all them yeah what were your thoughts when you started what what's it feel like to get support out like from people that you don't know like what it's what, awesome. what is what does that feel like because that's something i don't really know i'm starting to see it where like i'm i'm going around and people are like hey we've got a we've got a bagel store here in town we hear you like bagels or like yeah people that that are picking up on the podcast i have no idea who they are but like we'll be out on the road or somewhere and they'll be like i love your podcast i'll be like oh shit that's fucking right. awesome what's it like for you as a, as a songwriter as an artist who's very much independent to just have people that you don't know jamming your shit man it's it's super surprising like it's unexpected and but every time it happens or like somebody comes up and you know ask me if i'm justin holt or something it's it's wild sign a titty yeah right sign a t- <laughs> <laughs> you know but it's it's crazy like i just something i've always like dreamed of like happening but you know never you know you, you work towards it but when it happens you're like damn it's actually working so yeah, i'm just i hope uh i'm just gonna keep working and hope everything keeps getting bigger and continues the way it's going yeah now i'm gonna ask you ask you a few questions here um for somebody who doesn't know um, your music, how would you describe it? Uh, well, I'd, I'd probably just ask them if they've heard Corey Smith and say it's like a, <laughs> a, a new wave, okay, something like a new, like a modern version of that. Okay. Um, wildest thing you've seen in front of the stage? In front of the stage, like front, like wildest thing you've seen in the crowd. On your 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 um, because you've done a lot. You that that Southern cover college town circuit. It's rowdy. I'm trying to. <laughs> definitely seen a lot of fights um i've seen like drunk girls and guys tripping over the wedge on stage and spilling their drink just you know uh that that's always wild um just a lot of drunk people um my pet peeve is when like they get too close to the stage and they'll bump your mic stand it hits you right in the teeth oh no has that happened a lot that'll happen from time to time it hadn't happened recently we're knock on wood not, but uh, we're, not, <laughs> we're knocking for you 
Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm not thinking of, but it's a wild thing. Like one time that stands out because I. I'm drawing a blank, dude. I know there's got to be something. I'll probably like some, think of it like something in Birmingham, something at something down in Del Rey, something at in Statesboro, Starkville. Like you've been to some of the rowdier places that are right known on that circuit. Uh, signing the titty's got to be number one. Okay, that's. I mean, that was really strange, and just unexpected. What, co- what color sharpie was it? Was it black? It was black. They had the sharpie, or do you carry sharpies? They had it. With the, you now? She was with her her friend, her boyfriend, and her dad, and they just thought it was hilarious. I thought it was uncomfortable, but I mean. Like, <laughs> They were like, hell yes. <laughs> They're like getting awesome. on video and stuff. Them, and them Hell State folks are wild. Starkville Starkville's is a good time. Starkville, Stark Vegas is. We played some like fraternity shows in Starkville, and those were always wild. What are frat parties like? Great time. They tend to take care of you well financially, and they're always just rowdy as hell. Now, do you play? Will you play? Um, like, was your frat um, down at, plug the frat real quick. Uh, Sigma Chi. Sigma Chi. Are they, are they a big national, or are they just? They're a big a, national. So will you play a lot of Sigma Chi houses, like, or I Sigma played, Chi parties? Uh, I used to play them there, like, uh, once or twice a year. You have a big party, and that was a good time. Then I played uh, at uh, Alabama. That was a good time. That's the only, I'm pretty sure that's the only two chapters I played at. But um, I met a lot of the Statesboro Sigma Chi's. We went there, we partied at their house one time after a show. There were a lot of nice guys. I got to see, uh, like, Cole Swindell's composite picture. <laughs> it was like Cole Swindell, rush chair. And he was wearing like a, I think he was wearing like a mullet wig or something. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, the post, post-show Statesboro parties are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. They are a lot it's of fun. It's just a rowdy I, town. I had my birthday in Statesboro, Georgia this past year. That's dangerous. It was very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> we had, we had a hell of a time. Um, and uh, what happens in Statesboro stays in Statesboro. Unless right. it's something that comes with the outside right. of Statesboro. No, that's, that's what you don't want. <laughs> that's yeah. what you don't want. That's what you don't want for sure. Um, fav- most, um, what was I going to say, uh, favorite place to play? Uh, Blue Room. Blue Room? Oh, yeah. You just can't beat it. And it's like they give you a green room. Oh, yeah. The, the crowd is into it. There's lights. It's a good-sized stage. Oh, yeah. I mean, you gotta, they give you a place to park. you got a green room. They'll you know bring you a bottle of Jack Daniels, a case of beer. They'd really take care of you. They'll bring you food back there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I remember the uh, – the first time we played there, like I was nervous but excited because I've been wanting to play there for a long time. And uh, John, the sound guy, goes, "Hey, it's not full capacity, so like not everybody's in the pit yet. Like we're about to go on stage when he's saying this. He's like, you got to reel them into the pit on that first song, or else it's gonna be like a ghost town out what, there." What'd you play? Uh, we opened with uh, something like that by Tim McGraw, and uh, it got him in there. Thankfully, but we walked out there. I was like, "Man, I hope this shit works." And <laughs> it started picking up. By the end, it was it was packed out. It was rowdy, and we got to play two nights there the first time. So that was easy like just a lot of fun getting to finish the show and just come back the next day and do it all over again yeah what's your um what's your goal for the end of the, by the end of the year um i've got a new single i'm gonna put out at the end of the summer that's been probably one of the favorites on tiktok from the what's what's that one called it's called hanging on okay i actually wrote that song in birmingham uh with my buddy jasper charles probably dude jasper he's Jasper's got that um got the podcast going now goalies right? yeah goalies he's yeah. killing it on there um so I wrote that with him, and I posted it on TikTok, and everyone's really wanting to. They've been begging me to put that one out for a long time. I still get DMs all the time. It's funny because the song's about like, like hanging on to stuff, like when you're like a little kid. Like I saw this. I wrote I wrote the song with Jasper because I saw this meme one time, and it was like, at one point you went outside to play with your friends for the last time, and nobody knew it. And I was like, damn, that's sad. That hits. So, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a song about hanging on to that stuff, but like, a lot of the kids that like it are like young. 
I was like, what are y'all hanging on to? Y'all still playing in the backyard, but I think it's awesome that yeah, they like do, it. Do you see that with TikTok, that your audience is very young? I, I think it is a younger audience. Uh, there, I think there's still, like, plenty of people, like, my age and older, but I think primarily there's a lot of younger people on there. Does that make it hard playing, like, the bar circuit where it's 21 and over? A lot of them, can, yeah, they'll be like, can I get in here? I'm like, I don't think so. So, I mean, eventually they'll be old enough to get in, I guess, but, yeah. <laughs> and by that, by then you'll be playing fucking stadiums and arenas. And right, shit. there's a kid uh, who, in Delray Beach, who, like, snuck in. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he, like, got a, we took a picture, he's a super nice kid, I think he's, like, 17, but, I, like, he was, uh, he'd been DMing, he's like, are you ever gonna come to South Florida? And I was like, yeah, we actually, we'll be in Delray Beach, like, once a month over the summer. He's like, dude, I live in Delray Beach, like, I'll be there. And then I realized that he, uh, I was like, yeah, man, we'll have to grab a beer. He was like. Uh, actually, like, I don't drink, like, not by choice. I'm just kind of on the younger side. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I hope you can get in, man. I think it's 21 and up. He was like, I'll find a way. Sure enough, he found a way. He got in. <laughs> uh, had a blast. Shout out to Andrew. That's awesome. That's that's badass, man. Um, So, new single coming. Do we know when that's coming? Uh, Shooting for end, end of July, early August. Okay. So, give it, like, I guess two months after know-it-all. All right. So. Now, some, now some hometown questions. Um. If somebody's going to Birmingham for the first time, which I know there's some listeners who are going to be going to Birmingham um, this weekend, which this I'll will be, be airing. Yeah, you'll be there at Avondale, yeah. too. Um, if, uh, if it's somebody's first time going to Birmingham, Alabama, what do they got to check out? Uh, like food-wise? Well, food-wise, just anything. What's, 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 your, what's your, your guide to Birmingham? What's your, what's your thing where you're like, you're in Birmingham for, for a day and a night. What do you got to do? All right. Uh, I know they've got one here, but Jack Brown's, that burger joint. Uh, they've got one in Birmingham that was it's awesome. Uh barbecue, probably Dreamland. Dreamland. Yeah. I love some Dreamland. Uh that's probably where I'd send them for, for some good eats. And then uh for bar scene, probably uh I've, I'm a big fan of Innisfree and Tin Roof. They've always been good to me. It's always a good time. About those places. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else. There's like an underground spot where it's like a if you know you know kind of thing in Birmingham. Uh Zodico. That's a little bit younger crowd, but that, that I, my first gig was there. So Lane owns that place in 65 yeah. South as well. So he's always been good to me. Was was playing Zydeco a big thing for you? Oh, yeah. Like my when I got my first gig there, I thought it was the, the cool. I still like playing there. But at the time, I was like, man, I'm making it. Like, I'm playing Zydeco this yeah. Friday. And, like, all my, you know, friends came out. And it was a good time. Uh, I'm glad there's no videos from that show. That was, like, early, in the early, early days. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Zydeco is a, is a place that a lot of people are proud of. And it's yeah, I've, it's a pretty historic in Birmingham. It's like it, I think the second oldest music venue. Yeah, and it's a spot where a lot of people got their start. And it's a, everyone's it's a there, spot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you look at who's come out of Alabama over the last seven years. I mean, you've got Riley, you've got Muscadine, right? You've got guys that are still down there crushing it, like Blaine Rudd. You right. got the, this yeah, new crop coming. coming up. You got you got guys like Trey. You got you got Matt Bennett. You got a lot of folks right. that are down there. Doing it, and everybody Zydeco is like something everybody kind of has in common that everybody's played at one point or another, whether it's downstairs or upstairs. Right, and it was cool to open uh, when Trey sold it out in Dude, January. That night was epic, just because me and him have both played downstairs to nobody before, and so to see him get to, it's, I mean, he's been doing it as long as he has like thirteen years or something. To see him sell out upstairs, hometown show, I know that was it was special for me just to watch and just to be able to open that show, but that was super exciting. Yeah, just, dude. Yeah. It's just amazing what changes, and because uh, I think they were booked originally like to play downstairs. That was yeah. another one of those shows they had on the calendar. I think before everything, yeah, changed. Yeah, so it went from he went from 
about to be playing downstairs to a couple college kids to plan a sold out show upstairs, which yeah, was a I'm hometown sure. boy playing a sold out show. Exactly. You loved it. You loved cool this. What advice would you have for somebody to say, what would you tell yourself um, last year? Like if you were talking to June 3rd, 2020, Jimmy Holt, what would you tell him? Uh, get on TikTok probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, pretty much just what Mitch told me when I moved here. Um, I've always like worked pretty hard, but when you said the whole thing about if this, if this is your full-time job, you know, treat it like one, work 40 hours a week, like no matter what it is, like do something that's going to benefit, you know, your career. So, yeah. Hell yeah, that's some that's some good words right there. Um, and then uh, favorite places to eat here in Nashville? Um, honestly, dude, like I feel bad because like I feel like I've just eaten at chain restaurants with Mitch like the whole time since I've been here. I don't know if I've been to a lot of local places. Uh, for real, I like Martin's Barbecue. Okay, they've they got one in Birmingham too, so that I guess that didn't really count. But I love Martin's Barbecue. Favorite Mexican joint here? Cinco, baby. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, it's got to be. Have you been to the wrong Cinco before? I have not. I saw Mitch did that the other I, day. But I, I've done it, too. It's, I it's, think there's, they're like, it's a chain, right? So they're, they're probably all over the place. Um, Yeah, or it's just the name Cinco de Mayo. I'm it's sure that's just, not the I don't, restaurant. I don't, I don't think anybody's got a patent on that yeah. for a restaurant <laughs> name, so I think every every town's got one. Uh, what's your Cinco order? Uh, Drinks, too. Margarita. I've, Most likely, yeah, I've 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 seen you. Yeah. Uh, there was that one night we were there. It was me, you, Luke, um, Danetta. I think Danetta. I think was skinny. I think skinny might have been there. He was something. probably in the building. Yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah. He's usually. I think he lives there part time. Yeah. Um, I remember going there with him the first time, and just like he's on a first name basis with everybody. Yeah. But I get the. Uh, I don't know what it's called. The chicken and rice with the queso. Yeah. Mixed in. I probably I think it's like number seventeen on the menu. Number or seventeen, like <laughs> there you go, number seventeen. Swear by it. Um, where's the name uh, Stimmy Jimmy come from? Um, so my fraternity brothers had started calling me that. I don't know why, but they just started calling me Jimmy, and I was like, all right, that's fine. My dad's name's Jim. I guess that's kind of cool. Uh, and then Trey overheard it one time, and just started calling me that every time he saw me. And then when I moved here, he just introduced me to everybody as Jimmy. So, well, Stimmy Jimmy. Oh, Stimmy Jimmy, I. Uh, <laughs> I had gotten my stimulus check, and I was like, Clay, I'm about to go cut another song. And he goes, Stimmy Jimmy, baby. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, that was that's where that came from. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That's freaking awesome, man. Well, bro, it's been, a, been an absolute blast having you here. Thanks for having me, man. Like I said, I've been listening for a long time, so this is cool. Dude, and I've been – you're you're one of, our, one of our good buddies. We're happy to have you on the round, actually – Tomorrow, um, tomorrow night. That's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be um, Bama, Bama versus everybody, kind of with that with that round of yourself, Clay, Ella, and then a guy who I don't know, but I've heard his name a lot, Michael Warren. Michael tell, Warren. tell me a little bit about Michael Warren, real Michael's quick. Michael's awesome. I met him at Zodico actually. So Michael, like, he sings and writes country music, but he also DJs. So I actually met him uh, school. I think it was like my junior year of college. I was it was like the first night back and. They booked me, like, full band downstairs, and then he was playing after, like, DJing afterwards. So that's when I, like, I would seen him at Zydeco over the years, but that's when I first met him. And uh, he's been great over the years about giving me advice and helping me out with everything. And he moved up here recently, um, and we've written a, f- a few times. Just a great guy, hard worker, super talented. So I'm excited to get to play with him. Yeah, for you, that's that's going to be a cool round. That's going to be the uh, the 9 o'clock round on uh, tomorrow night at Live Oak. Super stoked for that to have you, Ella, Clay, and Michael Warren. I'm stoked. That's, that's a that's a fun one. I appreciate you putting that one together. And then uh, Clay's got a song he wrote coming out that night at yes. 11. Yo, dude, Wings. It's called Wings. Bro, what a hammer. Dude, when we wrote that song, we literally did not think anything of it 
we just wrote it, and then I think the a week later, Mitch called me and goes, "Dude, that wing song," and I was like. Oh, you think it's so, trash or something? Because Mitch will tell you if you don't like oh, something. He, oh, and he was like, he's, he's like, no, dude. He's M- like, Mitch is one of the most opinionated people in this town, but that's what's so good about him. Right, because yeah. You need, you need someone. You straight. Yeah, exactly. You need that. And that's another one that I had heard for the first time, I believe, in Mitch's truck. Oh, yeah. Mitch, he's if, always if, like that song. You, if you want to find, if you want to hear cool, unreleased music, if you want to sit in demo jail for a little bit, go, ride, ride. Just go, hang out with Mitch a Hang while. out with Mitch Wallace. Accept his lunch invite. Everybody in Sigs in the Outfield, I'm talking to you. <laughs> he's always posting. He's in always there. looking for lunch, man. <laughs> always looking for lunch. He's a hungry boy, and we love him. We love him very much. Uh, well, uh, where can people go to find you? Uh, I'm at Justin Holt Music on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and then just Justin Holt on all the streaming platforms. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And the new the new single, Know It All. Um, you want to play it for us? Let's do it. All right. Fuck yeah. Well, while Justin grabs that guitar, thank you guys again for listening. Another episode of the In The Round podcast. I think this is number 72, which is number freaking 72. wild. Number 72, which is pretty freaking wild. Um, super stoked for everybody listening. Make sure you check out... Um, our boy Jimmy here, uh, Justin Holt. Follow him on all the on all the uh, social media platforms, on all the streaming sites. Get ready for the new music coming and stream the hell out of this one that y'all are about to hear. Uh, we're gonna let him take it away. Thanks again for listening, y'all. This is Justin Holt with Know It All. Y'all been listening to the In the Round podcast. You probably think I've got a one track mind, another guy trying to get you all alone tonight, sending hit you with the same set of lines. Pick you up, let you down, waste all your time Ten digits in your phone that you won't call back But I'll be damned if I'm gonna go out like that There might be whiskey on my lips But I actually give a shit about what you're gonna do after college Did you really get your name from your mama? Tell me about that two-light town Your go-to drink when you go out Are you the life of the party? Are you here getting over somebody? Your dream vacation destination, football team, your favorite song. Lay it all out on the table and make me a know-it-all. I want to know, want to know, want to know, want to know it all. So make me a know-it-all, yeah. And I really don't do this often. I went out on a limb, now it's falling. Took a chance, now I've got your attention. Thinking now would be the right time to mention. There might be whiskey on my lips, but I actually give a shit about what you're gonna do after college. Did you really get your name from your mama? Tell me about that two-light town, your go-to drink when you go out. Are you the life of the party? Are you here getting over somebody? Your dream vacation destination, football team, your favorite song. Lay it all out on the table. Make me a know-it-all I wanna know, wanna know, wanna know, wanna know-it-all So make me a know-it-all, yeah It could've been a coincidence that you walked in Told your story to a stranger, now it's turning in To taking off, wheels up, now we're flying And I'm just listening, it ain't rocket science I'm hanging on to every word that you say And now I could write the book, but I don't want to turn the page Cause I don't want this night to end Take it back to the top, let's do it again There might be whiskey on my lips But I actually give a shit about what you're gonna do after college Did you really get your name from your mama? Tell me about that two-light town Your go-to drink when you go out Are you the life of the party? Are you here getting over somebody? Your dream vacation destination Football team, your favorite song Lay it all out on the table 
and make me a know-it-all. I wanna know, wanna know, wanna know, wanna know it all. So make me a know-it-all, yeah.